Psalms chapter 130. Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let thine ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If thou, Lord, shouldest mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? But there is forgiveness with thee, that thou mayest be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul doth wait, and in his word do I hope. My soul waited for the Lord more than they that watch for the morning. I say more than they that watch for the morning. Let Israel hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy. And with him is plenteous redemption. And he shall redeem Israel from all iniquity. One more scripture, Psalms chapter 42 and verse 11. Oh, don't you love the word of the Lord? Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God. For I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. Amen. I want to preach to you tonight for a few minutes. What to do when you're down. What to do when you're down. Come on, somebody. I know everybody didn't just float in here six inches off the ground. But I've come tonight with an answer. I've come tonight to tell you that when you leave here, you can leave here with victory. You can leave here with joy. You can leave here with hope. You can leave here with peace. Would you lift your hands to the Lord and ask Him to speak to you tonight? Lord, in the name of Jesus, touch every heart, every mind, every soul. God, let your word pierce to the very dividing asunder of soul and spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, clap your hands as you're seated and give Him praise. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God. When we think of depth, we think of the distance from the top or surface to the bottom of something. It's used to specify 
the distance below the top or surface of something to which someone or something percolates or at which something happens. The psalmist said, out of the depths have I cried unto thee. O Lord, hear my voice. I want to talk to you about something tonight. The devil had a garage sale. And he was selling most of his tools. The tools were laid out on the table and had been marked with prices. And there were a lot of treacherous implements of destruction for sale. Tools of hatred, envy, jealousy. Deceit, pride, lying, adultery, fornication, and so on. However, over to the side, apart from the rest of the tools, was a special tool. It was worn more than any of the others. And was it, it did not have a price on it at all. What's the name of this tool? Asked one of his customers. That, the devil replied, is the tool of discouragement. You do not have a price on that one. Why? Because that's not for sale. The tool of discouragement is more useful to me than all the others. With it I can pry open and get inside a person's heart when I cannot get near them with any other tools. It is extremely worn because I use it on almost everyone and it is not for sale. Stay with me a little while because tonight we're going to deal with this tool and learn how to react when it's used against you. Don't think that it won't be used because it will. But how we deal with it tonight is paramount. You see, discouragement is a part of life. Discouragement comes most often when you do right things but experience Poor results. You work hard, but you don't make progress. You have expectations and goals, and they don't come to pass. You seek change, and yet nothing changes. I want to ask you a little question. I'm going to start tonight with that. How many of you feel this way? Tired, overwhelmed, by news reports, puzzled by political rhetoric, saddened by riots and proud of peaceful protests and concerned about a second wave of a coronavirus, outraged at police brutality and you support good cops and respect the flag and you're prayerful and you're Frustrated and you're alone and you're scared. Profoundly impacted by 
the situation in our nation and very well aware of the changes that need to take place both in policy and behavior. There seems to be a loss in society of time and place. A disconnection from reality and a disappearance of normalcy and any hope of being heard. I've never in all of my life, almost 67 years, Brother Joe Green, I've never felt as helpless as I do today as far as the world is concerned. I've never felt like my voice doesn't matter anymore than right now. But I want to tell somebody here tonight that Jesus is the answer. If you feel like you're drowning in the depths of despair and anxiety and confusion and disappointment and discouragement and hopelessness, I know this may not be good news, but it is good news. Don't worry, you're not alone. Come on, somebody. Discouragement eats a hole in our hearts. Discouragement comes most often when you do what you know to do. It makes us want to quit. Saying things that we shouldn't say. Even get upset with God. And feel like He doesn't even care. We call into question our very souls. Asking like David said, Why is my soul disquieted in me? Understand, this feeling doesn't negate my salvation. I've been, I've been in a little spiritual funk for a few days. I've fasted, I've prayed, I've sought God, but I've just felt like there was something there. And so maybe this message is just for me tonight. But I can tell you this. I know in whom I've trusted. And I know that in that day, when the trumpet sounds and he calls us home, he is the God of my salvation. And in him will I trust. Come on, I'm trying to help somebody that's down. It's not time to quit. It's not time to turn to the right or the left. you got to understand God's got you in His sight and He won't let you be lost if you don't want to be lost. However, if you do not know how to handle when discouragement comes, 
it will destroy you physically, mentally, and spiritually. One, one mistake, everybody all right? One mistake that people have is believing that every moment of your spiritual life in Christ that you're going to be on the mountaintop experiencing great joy. But every mountain has beneath it a valley. And it's those valley experiences that build your character, that build your endurance, and make your mountaintop experiences even greater. One time I said what I'm about to say, and someone said in utter shock, how could you say that? And I was like, how could I not say that? Watch this. Don't judge me. Those are famous words today. There are even times when I don't feel like praising God at all. Jeremiah 29 said, Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. I could take a little time and read a little bit of Jeremiah chapter 22, and it would show you why he feels like he does, but because he had just prophesied, and Pasher had him put in stocks. Now he is spiritual and a prophet, but he's still living in flesh. And flesh warreth against the spirit. And flesh doesn't deal well with discouragement and disappointment. Come on, you might as well say amen or oh me. Let me give you another example. Jonah prophesied to Nineveh, and they repented. But Jonah got angry and sat waiting to see what was going to happen to them. Why? Because flesh was disappointed in not seeing vengeance. I need to tell somebody here tonight, I feel it in the Holy Ghost. You need to quit being a prisoner to past offenses. Come on. Well, they done me wrong. It doesn't matter. They're not the one that's in prison. You're the one that's letting that hold you captive. Come on. God's not in the vengeance business. God wants to heal. God wants to restore. God wants to renew. Jesus, in the Garden of Gethsemane, said, Father, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. Why? Because the Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Now let me clarify something with you tonight because I don't want anybody walking out of here with the wrong idea and saying bad things about me. 
discouragement comes upon you, and it will come as long as we're in this flesh. But we must do like David. We must do like Jeremiah. We must do like Jesus himself did and let God be God in our lives. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? You have to speak to your inner self. Come on, I didn't come here to be a spiritual counselor tonight. I've come to tell somebody there's something that you can do when you're down. You see, we got to have an attitude check. Oh, man, Bishop, that's... David spoke to his soul. Hope in the Lord. You need to speak to your soul and remind your soul that there's no reason to be discouraged for your hope lies with the Lord. I seen Bishop Steve Wilson at the conference that we were just at this week and there's a famous saying that's connected to his name and he says it like this everything will be okay in the end and if it's not okay it's not the end that was better than that I said, if it's not okay, it's not over. Somebody needs to realize no matter where you are right now, it's not over. If there's still breath in your lungs, I said, if there's still life in your body, there's still hope. You don't have to stay down. You need to talk to your soul and say, my soul, trust in the Lord. It's not in money. It's not in jobs. It's not in relationships. Come on. My hope is in the Lord. Say, well, Bishop, what do I do? I'm, I'm just going to help you. What to do when you're down. Speak to your soul. Remind your soul. David said, Hope thou in God. For I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. David said, you want to know what makes me smile? 
is even when I'm going through the battle of my life and the trial and test of my life, I understand my hope is in God. And when I understand my hope is in God, He puts a smile on my face. Come on, somebody. I said He changes my countenance. You need to just smile at the world. You need to just smile at the devil. You need to just smile at your circumstances and make them wonder what you're up to. You don't have anything to worry about. God's going to take care of you. What to do when you're down. First thing is, be honest with yourself and with God. You have to tell God, listen to me right here. You have to tell God how you feel. Now, this, this is how most of us handle it. Well, I'm a Christian. I go to church three times a week. God just ought to take care of me. I mean, look who I am. God owes me that. Oh, my. You need to tell God. You know what that means? That means you got to talk to him. Well, Bishop, he knows my heart. No, you didn't hear me. I said, you got to tell God. That means you got to talk to him. You got to get where he is. Come on, you can't make it with that prayer. You can't get up with that prayer. You can't come out with that prayer. He's a God who knows how you feel. Sometimes he wants to hear you cry out from the depths of your discouragement and your disappointment. Listen to Jeremiah. Jeremiah said, oh Lord, thou hast deceived me and I was deceived. Thou art stronger than I and hast prevailed. I'm in derision daily and everyone mocketh me. Jeremiah was honest. I said he was honest. He felt deceived by God. Now, the word deceived there means to be enticed or seduced. Obviously, God doesn't mislead or trick people. But Jeremiah felt that God had lured him into the ministry only to make him a laughing stock. He felt ridiculed. He felt offended. His voice was not making a difference. He was crying out for the people to repent. Yet they continued in sin and disobedience. Headed toward destruction and judgment. And Jeremiah told God exactly how he was feeling. Jeremiah's intense cry. Listen to me, was a private communication. Wow. 
I said it was a private communication. He didn't stand out on the town square or out in the foyer of the church or on Facebook or on text and blast out why he was discouraged and how disappointed he was in God. How disappointed he was in the church. Ah, you're not going to help me. It was a private communication. Come on. If you want an answer from the Father in the open, you're going to have to slip in and close the door behind you and, and seek him secretly. Private communication with God. Don't get it twisted tonight. You can't challenge God. You can't try to embarrass God. When you are in your secret closet, it's just you and Him. Let Him know how you feel. Deep calleth unto deep, the Bible says. Out of the depths, the Bible said, he cried unto the Lord. I need your help. I'm in a bad place here, God. I'm down and I need to get up. I haven't lost my hope, but I need some help because I'm down. I'm messed up it's not what I thought it was going to be I had visions of grandeur I was going to call down fire from heaven and that your spirit was going to sweep over the people and that your divine presence would impact them and we would see a mighty move of God and it's not working out that way right now I'm being persecuted. I'm being ridiculed. I'm being talked about. And I didn't sign up for this. God wants us to talk to Him. Even when we're angry. Even when we're upset. Even when we're frustrated. He wants us to tell the truth. He's not on Prozac. He's not going to be like, I can't believe they feel that way about me. He's not going to stop loving you because you're honest with Him. Come on, I'm trying to help you what to do when you're down tonight. God is big enough and strong enough to handle you and your emotions. That's why Peter said, Cast on all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Come on, you need to tell somebody beside you right now. Look at him and tell him, God wants to hear from you because he cares for you.
when you hold nothing back, tell God exactly what's in your heart. You pour out those emotions. You free. Everybody shout free. You free yourself of their hold. And you enter a deeper relationship with God. Because a broken heart and a contrite spirit are the sacrifices of God. And He will not despise them. We must be obedient and continue to do what God has called you to do. Verse 9 says, Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name, but his word. <laughs> you see, when you get in his presence and you start communicating with him, something happens. There's a revival on the inside that manifests on the outside. And that connection with God is reunited with Him. And watch what happens. He said, But His Word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. And I was weary with forbearing and I could not stay. Jeremiah said when I went to God and I shared with him my heart, I know he knew I was frustrated, but he didn't forsake me there. He didn't leave me there. His presence didn't desert me there. He said when I got in His presence, I knew I had a bad attitude. I knew my heart wasn't right. But I also knew that God was still there. And He said when I would have shut my mouth, when I would have kept quiet, when I would have not praised Him, He said I felt something down inside of me. It felt like fire shut up in my bones and I couldn't keep quiet any longer come on God's trying to help somebody here tonight if you're discouraged if you're hurting if you'll just begin to lift him up and speak his name he's about to pick you up from where you are and set your feet in the right direction said his word was in my heart because of what happened Jeremiah was ready to close the scrolls shut the doors of the church put his ministry on the shelf and never mention the name of God again but he couldn't do that because God had placed a call upon his life please tell somebody close to you right now God's got a call on your life He had a call on his life. And he couldn't do that. You see, God's message and that call on his life was like a fire shut up in his bones that couldn't be put out. Discouragement couldn't do it. Trouble couldn't do it. Rejection couldn't do it. Come on, criticism couldn't do it. Couldn't put it out. 
If you understand who you are and the God that you serve, if you understand your hope is not in this world, it's not in the opinion of others, the only thing that matters about your life is what God thinks about your life. Come on, you need to quit letting people dictate your victory. You need to quit letting circumstances dictate your praise. Oh, somebody like it right now. You need to know if you'll praise him in your circumstance, he's about to pick you up out of the depths and bring you on to the surface of his blessing. Do what he called you to do. And victory will be yours. Next. Remember, the Lord is with you. Look at verse 11. But the Lord is with me as a mighty, terrible one. Therefore, my persecutors shall stumble, and they shall not prevail. Oh, let me say it again and say it loud. They shall not prevail. They shall not prevail. They shall not prevail. They shall be greatly ashamed, for they shall not prosper. Their everlasting confusion shall never be forgotten. Jeremiah realized that he wasn't alone. If I could just get you to understand tonight, you might feel alone, but you're not alone. Jeremiah realized he was not on the losing side. <laughs> you want to know you want to know why I stay in the church? I stay in the church because I want to be saved, of course. But you any of these guys that have been around me any amount of time, they'll tell you, I hate to lose. <laughs> Brother Haney, don't you laugh. I said, I hate to lose. I don't like it. That's why I stay in the church. Because I read in the back of the book that I'm on the winning side. Hell can't stop it. Discouragement can't stop it. Circumstances can't stop it. Come on, somebody. Trials can't stop it. I'm on the winning side. My persecutors, my critics, uh, those that have stood against me, they're going down, baby, because God's on my side. And with God on your side, you're going to win. Let me hurry. So many times when things aren't going the way we think they should. We look at our problems and frustrations and discouragements and disappointments. and We get upset. 
But we have to tell our inner man, like David, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. And the last thing that we must do, what to do when you're down, is we must praise God. Praise God in the midst of your troubles. Verse 13 said, Sing unto the Lord. Praise ye the Lord, for he hath delivered the soul of the poor from the hand of the evil doers. Now, poor there doesn't mean you don't have any money, poor means you're poor in spirit. But the song Jeremiah said, sing unto the Lord when you're discouraged, when you're disheartened, when you're troubled, when you're depressed, when you're going through things you don't understand. It's not the answer is not to come and sit with your hands folded and your mouth shut. But it's time to throw your head back, lift your voice and sing unto the Lord. Jeremiah praised God in his despair and it turned to joy. His defeated attitude turned to triumph. His discouragement to courage. He could say from Isaiah 61 and 3 it had come true in his life. Give unto them beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness watch this praise is the weapon that we defeat the devil with I heard somebody say a few years back, you perhaps heard it, but I heard someone say a few years back, the Bible said that the devil is the prince and the power of the air. But when we, the people of God, begin to praise the Lord, begin to lift up the name of Jesus, what we do is we invade the devil's territory. Come on now, we cut open the areas that the enemy would restrict when I begin to praise him. I Come on, I wish somebody would invade the devil's territory tonight. I wish somebody would make up your mind. You're not going to stop my praise. You're not going to keep me. Come on, somebody needs to shout to the top of your voice right now and invade the devil's territory. You want to know what to do when you're down? Just begin to worship. Just begin to sing. Just begin to lift up the name of Jesus. And you're going to run every devil out of your life that's in it. Come on, the music can come. Oh, I feel something here.
Watch. Watch this. Come on, you can come. If you need victory tonight, you're down tonight, you need to get out of your seat and come right now. We're going to do some devil territory invading right now. In the name of Jesus. Jeremiah said, sing to the Lord. Praise the Lord. David said, I shall yet praise Him. When we praise God, we acknowledge that we're not in charge, but He's in charge. He has everything under control. Praise is more than just acknowledging God for the good that comes our way. Praise is accepting from God all that comes our way, both the good and the bad. The praise we offer when things don't go our way of crying out of the depths. Praise does several things. Praise recognizes God as Jehovah Jireh. What do you mean, Bishop? He is our provider. Come on, whatever you need here tonight, I'm telling you, He's got it. And when you begin to praise Him, Jehovah Jireh shows up. If you got financial problems, He'll help your finances. If you're depressed, He'll give you joy. If you're weak, He'll give you strength. Come on. If your children have gone crazy, He'll restore your family. Somebody needs to praise Him right now. Come on. What to do when you're down. 